Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Cash, the podcast. And on this episode, I'm joined by former golfer, now assistant athletic director at Georgian Court University, Chrissy Ortiz. On this episode, Chrissy and I talk about how to build genuine relationships, the importance of those relationships, and how those relationships can help lead to new opportunities. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. Well, I'm super excited as I am for just about every episode. That's no surprise to you listening at home or wherever you're listening. But today I have Chrissy Ortiz, who is just a superstar in every way. And I am beyond pumped to get excited with this conversation. So uh, welcome, Chrissy. How are you doing today? Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This is awesome. I'm happy to be here. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, we're going to touch on a few different things today, but before we dive too deep into um, you know, the past, present, and future, can you kind of catch me up on what your, your latest endeavors are and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis now? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, I am the uh, Assistant Director of Athletics for Compliance at Georgian Court University. Um, I came to Georgian Court following graduation in 2019 at Lynn. Um, I started out as a grad assistant. And, you know, spent two years getting my master's degree here and working within the athletics department. And then um, in June, I started full time as just an assistant AD, kind of doing a little bit of everything, um, dipping my hands into different different buckets and learning more, um, expanding a little bit more, expanding a lot more from my role as a GA. And then in October, I transitioned into working full time in compliance and running the compliance um, side here at Georgia Court. Very cool. That's awesome. So um, one of the things I want to touch on, because I think this is unique to, again, not just the, the industry that you're in, but all, all different industries and kind of getting involved and started within your career. So you, you got this opportunity through being a GA grad assistant and then have since parlayed it into that full-time career. And that's kind of what I want to touch on is how do you go about transitioning from a GA and intern, a student worker, whatever it might be, into that full-time career or not necessarily only a career in that company or that department or institution, but um, maybe other opportunities. So how do you take one opportunity in and turn it into another opportunity? So that's a great question. Um, When I started off, I knew when I graduated at Lynn, um, I knew I wanted to be get my master's degree. I knew I wanted to be a grad assistant. So I used my resources and I used my contacts um, to reach out to people who athletic directors that I knew who had openings at um, for grad graduate assistants. Um, so I applied to one at FAU. I applied to. I was talking to people from PBA, Palm Beach Atlantic, pe- talking to the athletic director at Rollins, and uh, talking to the athletic director here at Georgian Court. Um, I knew Laura Leesman. Um, she's a mentor of mine. Um, she's no longer at Georgian Court, but at the time when she was here, um, she, I was on Division II National SAC and she was on Division II Management Council. And we served on very similar committees. So I reached out to her and I knew that um, she had this position. I applied for it. I was very lucky to have been given this position. And then I kind of got here and proved myself and proved um, my value here and worked worked my way up. I know uh, put a lot of days and a lot of hours in. Um, I know because graduate assistant, you know, my contract at least said it was 20 hours. Definitely did not do that. Put in so much more um, just to gain respect of coaches, gain respect of student athletes here. Um, obviously gaining 
more respect from my administrators, my SID um, compliance director at the time, Laura, our, our AD. Um, so there was that. And then when I was done, I was, I was ready. I was applying to different jobs. I applied to a couple different schools, a couple different, you know, assistant AD jobs or um, kind of entry level positions within the athletics. And um, an opportunity opened up here and I'm very blessed and very grateful that Laura gave me the opportunity and then kind of fell into the role that I am currently in um, just with people who kind of shuffled around um, our compliance director we hired. So our compliance director who was here for 16 years, she retired in, in at the end of the spring and she retired in June. And then um, we hired somebody starting late July. She was here for, for a couple months and then pursued a, a different opportunity at a different institution. And they came with, asked me if I wanted to transition into compliance. And that's where I am today. So, you know, obviously I worked hard and obviously I proved a little bit to uh, the coaches and I earned respect from them. But um, that's essentially how I got to compliance today. I think that there's so many good messages in there. And I think one thing that you are the, the poster person for is creating your own opportunities. And I want to touch on that. But one of the things within that kind of umbrella still within creating your own opportunities is having these conversations that you had, like, um, you know, reaching out to these different ADs at different level schools and different geographical locations, different people within athletic administration. And so can you kind of walk me through what those conversations were like um, in terms of the, what you would ask them, what you hope to get out of them and what you did get out of them? Yeah, absolutely. So thinking about, about it now, um, obviously in hindsight, you're like, oh, did I really do that? Um, but I, I just knew that, and I still know that I want to be an athletic director um, down the line. This is what I want to do. Um, but at the time I was on national SAC. So I was given the opportunities I, I was lucky enough to be in the opportunities and be in these cir circumstances that I could speak to different athletic directors and get to know them on a, both on a personal level and, a, and on a professional level. So having those relationships already kind of built, um, I was able to, you know, go up to them and say, hey, like, I, I want to learn a little bit more about what you do. This is what I want to do in the future. Is there any way that you have you know, 10, 15 minutes of your time to, to talk about it. Um, and then obviously I, I'm like, oh, I, you know, do you have any positions? Do you have any, you know, openings I would like to apply? Kind of, kind of going through there, that route. Um, like I said, I, I, thinking about it now, I feel like that was bold, but you know, you have to make those bold moves to, um, to get what you want. You have to create those opportunities and, you know, you're just being genuine and honest with people and say like, hey, this is what I want. If, you know, you can help me, I would be very grateful for the opportunity. And if, you know, what's the worst that they could say? If they say no, they say no. Um, but if not, you don't know the road that can it lead, like like me. Like I, I remember having sitting down with Laura at the NCAA National Convention um, it was my senior year. It was January, my senior year. Um, and I knew, like I said, I knew I wanted to be a grad assistant. I knew, you know, I wanted my master's degree. I knew if I wanted to move up the ranks in higher education and college athletics, this is a route 
that I had to go through. So I remember at convention, sitting down with Laura for a cup of coffee, sitting down with Penny Parker, who's the athletic director at, um, at Rollins. And I even remember sitting down with Devin at one point and Sarah Kotrapi saying like, can you help me navigate? I, this is what I want to do. This is what I, um, you know, this is where I want to go down. And I do remember Laura even saying that, oh, I wish we had a position open because you would be great. Look, a couple months later, um, little did I know that there was going to be an opportunity. But just having that conversation, that initial conversation with her, um, look, look where it, it kind of led to. Um, yeah, so it was great. Um, create opportunities, use your relationship, use your network um, is essentially the key. Um, well, I think, I think that, that, that that is such a, such a big like key, as you said, and an important thing, because we, as people don't give other people enough credit, um, in terms of their, their desire to help us, you know, and I think like you, you found out for yourself, you know, it sounds like you, you got to experience people helping you by just simply asking. And so I think that's such a, such a big message there. And I, I want to hear your perspective. Were you, were you nervous having these conversations? Uh, were you scared? What was kind of your approach when you're sitting down? Because I think a lot of times you get involved with, or you could easily get caught up in the titles. Oh, this is the athletic director of a school. They're the head of the entire program. Like, what do I have to offer as, you know, 22, 23, 24 year old, whatever it might be. Was that your mindset or how did you approach that? Um, dealing with nerves, no nerves, excitement. What was your whole take on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people know me as like a person who's very open and friendly with people, but I'm, I'm also kind of an introvert and I'm also very shy. Um, even growing up as a little kid, like I was the very, very shy kid and I still have those tendencies um, today, but I knew what I wanted and having these conversations with these people at the end of the day, they're, they're just people like titles. Yes. Titles are important and titles matter. Um, but they are just people and they're willing to have conversations with people with you know it doesn't matter age it doesn't matter anything if you show genuine interest and express that you genuinely care i i i i'm a firm believer that you know anybody is willing to help you if they can see you're you're genuine and you really want to learn and you really want to to grow um and that's that's essentially how i how i took it with these people um with these athletic directors um i was also like I said, very fortunate to be put and be in the same room as a lot of these people making decisions um, on committees in the NCAA. Um, so I just, I felt like I was able to, to use that to my advantage and use the network that I have um, to reach out to people and, and have a conversation. And then when, once you do have that conversation, you know, I, sometimes you have to perform. Sometimes you have to show express and show your genuine um you who you are as a person to that to those people that's an interesting point too that that you bring up is like making it okay and, and a thing an appropriate thing to do to to express your interest in and say that because i think even you know just thinking in, in my own terms in my own case sometimes you might not think of that might not be the first thought of saying hey this is something i want to do and also saying how do I do it? You know, I, I don't, you don't have to pretend like you have all the answers and that's very different. You can show interest and be confident and, and, and do all these things without knowing all the answers. Um, and I think that's such an important thing that you're touching on right there. 
And one thing that uh, popped in my mind that I thought was interesting is you, you, do, you, you do come off as extremely outgoing, very personable, very friendly, but you say you, you, you may lean more towards the introspect, or not the introspective side, uh, introverted side, mm-hmm. um, more shy uh, in terms of that. So how have you either um, used that, you know, either as a strength or how have you kind of navigated those fields? Has there been anything to help you, you know, push you beyond that? Um, or what has your been, relationship been with being in a field where you need to be extroverted in many senses, but also being able to still be yourself and be genuine to who you are. Yes. So I'm definitely, I would 100% categorize, classify myself as a relationship-based person. Mm. So I'm a person, I believe in making as many relationships, many making genuine relationships and genuine connections with people. So starting off at like, as a grad assistant, I was invited to a lot of staff meetings. Um, and I knew it was not my place to speak up um, and grad, as, a, as a GA. Like, I knew I was there. I was an, a big observer. I watched and watched and watched. Granted, in my head, I, I made, you know, I had my own thoughts and decisions and everything. But it, I knew it was not my place to speak up. And it was not my place to make any, you know, any grand changes or grand anything. So knowing, being able to have that opportunity to sit at the table and be in the room, um, you also need to know kind of what your place is. So that's kind of how I did. And then just forming that relationship with coaches and um, other members of the staff here at Georgian Court, you know, having those off, you know, not off the record conversations, but having those, those conversations with coaches in their office Hmm. to then you know provide whatever input but also knowing that in a grand scheme I knew as a grad assistant it wasn't my place to Hmm. to kind of speak up so that's kind of how I navigated that's kind of the way I did it I knew um, it's you know you have to observe people Uh, you have to kind of formulate your own things but there's a time and place when to speak up and when not to speak up. And, you know, if you do formulate those relationships with people, those conversations become easier. And those conversations do happen, just not in the, that big grand scheme as, you know, a person who, who should, you know, who does, you know, who should not, a person who not necessarily has the ability to speak up, but still has the same ideas. There's a time and place for, for everything. That makes sense. And you, you keep mentioning relationships and you said you're, you're a big relationship, uh, you know, person and you said something relationships, but in a genuine way. So what does that mean to build a genuine relationship with somebody? Just, I mean, granted, we all have things that we want to accomplish. Like there's conversations and times and place for everything, but actually caring about the person, actually caring about, you know, what's going on you know, professionally with people, but also personally, like, I care a lot about, you know, how you are doing as a person. And, you know, having that connection, one of the a piece of advice that I read it in a book, or I heard it on a podcast, and it is stuck with me for a very, very long time, is never let a relationship drop to zero. So in that it's, you know, yes, you may be friends with a person, or you may may develop a personal relationship and personal connection with it with a person but never let it go to zero so even every once in a while if 
you think about that person or you know you read an article or see something that reminds you of the person reach out to them and you know if they answer you they they do if they don't they don't like you know that you have all done what you can to be friends with the person or you know develop a per professional or per personal relationship with the person um and then odds are if they if you haven't heard from them in a while and, and you send them something they'll think it's like the greatest thing in the world like oh i haven't heard from chrissy in a while this is awesome how how are you how and you you develop that partnership and that relationship with that person um by just you know reaching out when you think you you remember that person and um continue to build that all along and chris for those of you scoring at home chrissy talks a talk she walks the walk because this is actually how this got organized too chrissy and i haven't had an, uh, uh talked in a while um and far too long in my opinion too but you know she yes i agree <laughs> i agree uh, was so so nice but it was a great example like you mentioned it was like i would love to hear from you you know and you get going in your day-to-day -day and those things slip but it's so important i love that concept of not letting it go to zero but you sent a message i saw chrissy sent me messages i'm like my day lit up my eyes lit up it was so so nice and so exciting and you know this provided an opportunity for us to catch up you know both you know on on the the podcast level you know in professional see what you're up to but also on the personal level which i think is is so important to do just for in general quality of life you know i think the relationships are are big things now when you're talking about genuine relationships and building these i have to imagine that this is a integral part a big piece of what you're doing in your role now so how do you use that relationship building technique and strategy and approach um, with the coaches, with the athletes who you are, you know, working so closely with every day? Absolutely. So one of my biggest thing is um, communication. Communication is key um, to make sure that everybody is on the same page. You know, we, obviously in our, our profession, we use a lot of emails, but that's, you can never overstate something. Um, as, as long as information is, is, you know, flowing back and forth, that's to me, one of the most important things um, is to help one build relationships and two, to keep that um, going is, is making sure communication is there. Um, Cause then you earn respect and you earn um, that peace um, with people um, through that communication, talking to people, picking up the phone, um, Obviously, with compliance, we do we work a lot with financial aid. We work a lot with admissions. We work a lot with just housing other people on campus. So a lot of things that I've done is, you know, if I have a question, I pick up the phone. Hey, um, I have a question about financial aid, uh, students' financial aid. That I call them, I email them, or I walk over. And you know, walking over to me is going to see that person face to face. Not only establishes that relationship. But it helps bridge the gap between different departments on campus and it helps build that um, that partnership because if somebody um, especially me being relatively new in this role and coming from a person who was in this role for 15 16 years before that um, a lot of people always knew who that person was then i come in um, obviously granted she was there for 15 years she was a lot older than I am. I, I come in different face, fresh eyes, fresh, fresh face. Um, you have to rebuild those relationships and rebuild those partnerships because, um, you know, somebody who was there for such a long tenure um, leaves 
have to have those face-to-face uh, -face conversations, over-the-phone conversations, emails, communication. Just, I can't stress that enough. Being able to communicate with people is, is very important. Beautiful, I love it. So you mentioned being, you know, you're, you're younger, on the younger side. If you don't mind me asking, you can mind, how old are you? I am 24. <laughs> 24, good. And I had a feeling you were 24 because we're in the same grade. Um, you know, yes, we are. <laughs> we're in the same grade coming through school. But because um, I, I, want, I wanted you to ask you and, and for you to say that you're 24, just to, to make that point, because the position that you're in, you know, it, on the outside, it might feel like that needs to be filled by somebody much older than you. And I know that there are a lot of challenges coming into positions where you are younger and, you know, you're not that far removed from school yourself. So what has, um, you know, the benefits and what has the challenges be, uh, have been or you've experienced from being, you know, young in this role? What has come easy? What has been more difficult for you? Yes, yes. So what comes easy is obviously being able to, to relate with students. Hmm. So, um, you know, I graduated from Lynn uh, 2019. I've been, you know, a couple of years removed from, from being a student athlete, but I still am close enough in age and I'm still close enough to experiences that a regular student athlete has. Um, a big challenge though is having that fresh face and that young face. People on campus still th think that I'm a student. Um, I had a conversation with um, somebody pretty, pretty up um, within the university and um, her reaction was, oh yeah, are you a student? I'm like, no, I, I, work, in, uh, I work in the department. I, I work in compliance. I was a grad, assu grad assistant, um, but not anymore. I'm, a, I'm an employee here and that's kind of how it is. Um, so that, that was, that's definitely one of the challenges that I've, I've faced is people thinking that I'm a student but on the flip side is, you know, once they get to know me and once, once we start to have these, you know, upper level conversations, they realize they're like, nope, okay, you are, you are an employee, you are um, part of our staff here at, at the university, at the institution. Um, we apologize, <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that's honestly one of the, the more difficult things, but it's, I've, I find it's easy to mask by, you know, with acting as professional as you can, um, being as um, responsible, dressing, you know, clothing, at, I've noticed, does play a role in it. You know, the more professional you dress, um, the more respect you earn from people and the more um, opportunities that you can create because, yes, you are young, but people then will see you as a member of, of staff as long as you continue to act in a professional and professional and respectful manner. So. My my two cents for you know if you're if you're feeling like you're young and you need to feel older just grow a beard that's all you need to do you know you get get a lot of respect growing the beard you know so that would be my well my unfortunately I, I can't grow a beard and it would be very weird if if you know a young lady as myself uh, right. would that might not have be the beard for you <laughs> yes but you know for those those beard growers out there you know it's worked well for me you know also being uh you know 24 years old uh, I it's it's very you know, similar in the in the sense of the experiences. Um, but I, I do find that, um, you know, it's, it's the, the age becomes, I think, in many ways, a superpower and a big strength. And I think that kind of goes on to, to think about things that you might feel at the surface level could be a, a detriment or a, a weakness and see how, from a shift in perspective, how you can turn them into a strength or something that, 
you know, at, at the very least is no longer a deficit of yours, you know? And so Absolutely. I think that's, that's such a big piece. Um, you yeah. talking about you wanting to become an athletic director and you were so heavily involved in athletics here at Lynn and um, both on the, the actual athletic side and the administration side as well. So this, you know, it, it sounds like this is something that you love so much to do, but still with every job, there are things that you love to do and things that you don't love to do. So how have you balanced that? Are there things in your job now that, hey, may not be your favorite thing, but you still have to do them? And if so, you know, like, how do you kind of balance that so it doesn't take away your joy from the bigger picture? Yeah, absolutely. Well, kind of going backtracking, mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't go to college thinking that I wanted to be an athletic director. I, I went to college, if you would have asked me as a, and I, I very heavily remember this, is when I went to college, when I thought I was going to graduate in four years, I wanted to be a professional golfer. Like, that's what I want to do. I, I came to Lynn to get better as a player and, you know, get a degree and then go play on the LPGA, LPGA tour. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but soon, very soon, um, I joined SAC my freshman year and I realized that, um, there's more to life than golf and more the, the, to life than um, studying. So uh, with my experiences on, on SAC and then being that super, super fortunate to be on national SAC, that opened my eyes to this, this world and um, the world of athletic administration and um, all this, this awesome stuff that, that is involved, that, you know, comes with working in athletics and, um, that's when I did get involved more heavily at Lynn, and it definitely just shifted my perspective on um, what I wanted to do um, in life. So back to your question of, of um, some of the things that I do like and I don't like um, within this role is, you know, sometimes you have to have these hard conversations with students. Sometimes you have to have these hard conversations with, um, with coaches. Uh, it has not always been easy, um, but one of the things that I do like and I and I have realized is, you know, once you go and close the door, have these tough conversations, the door opens and you know, conversation is over and you know, things have have to continue to move on. So that's something that I have learned. Um, I I have re also learned that um, there's two sides essentially, and granted. I'm still extremely young in my professional career. This may change and I may be completely off on this one, but I've noticed that there's two ways to become an athletic director. One is going the external side. So doing more fundraising, communications, all that kind of stuff. And then the other side direction is the internal work, the compliance work, the um, budgeting, the scholarships, all that kind of um, that side. I'm kind of going back and forth what direction I want to take. Obviously right now I am working more on the, on the internal side, but you know, who knows five, 10 years down the road, maybe a couple of years, I decide I want to make this, this switch from the internal side to the external side um, to then ultimately, um, you know, get where I want to be as an AD, but we'll see. I'm still, like I said, super, super young in my career. Um, and there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn. Um, Obviously, I know mistakes are going to be made. Great moments are going to happen. I, uh, I see everything like a wave. Life is a wave. And I've, you know, you're going to have your peaks. You're going to have your valleys. But ultimately, um, things, will, things will be good and things will be bad. And, you know, you can't take the highs too high and the lows too low. 
so you're working you're working towards becoming an athletic director and and i think that's again going back to what you were saying too is being open on a couple at, at different points throughout your life working so heavily and i can relate to that you know very very much you know with wanting to be a professional baseball player and that's you know why i came to lynn to further that career and but i think whether it's with sports in sports out of sports business whatever it is that you want to do still being open trying new things getting involved like you did because through your involvement, you were able to open up to something that you didn't even know existed. And that's something very similar to me in my academic career was, you know, before, before school, wasn't into the technology or the video editing, but I took a class on it, fell in love with it. And it's now something that, you know, I do all the time, but it's exposing yourself to those things, you know, that, that are, I think, so cool. So once you did that, you, you are going down this path of becoming an athletic director and that's, you know, what you want to do in your future. Um, and like you said, that potentially could change or what that looks like may change. But as of right now, talking right in this moment, why, uh, why is that such an intriguing uh, position for you? Why do you want to become an athletic director? Um, I just want to help student athletes. I want to, and I thought about this ever since, you know, I, it first crossed my mind. I had such a great time as a student athlete. And I know, obviously, great everybody's circumstances are different. Everybody has a different um, different time as a student athlete, but I wanna help student athletes have that amazing experience that I have. Um, that's essentially what it, for me, what it goes down to is I had a great experience as a student athlete. I know not everybody has that amazing experience, but I do want other student athletes to feel that joy and that, that amazing feeling um, during their time as a student athlete. So helping student athletes and putting student athletes first is obviously something that I have on my mind every day and every decision that I make is for student athletes. There's not a doubt in my mind that you'll get there should that be what you want to do and continue to do but whatever it is that you want to do I know you'll you'll take care of that business and there's there's so much more and so so many different directions we could go but it is that time of the show which i know you're very well prepared for because we spoke about this on the phone and you said i got it locked and loaded it's time to cash out where you leave us with your biggest piece of advice biggest lesson learned biggest knowledge biggest tip for down the road to leave myself and everybody listen wherever they're at um with a little bit of extra cash in their pockets so what do you have for us today chrissy number one use your relationships um, I know I said that multiple, multiple times. Um, use your contacts, use your relationships, be genuine in your relationships. And number two is be confident. I know, you know, people are young, you know, most of the listeners here are young and starting their professional careers or still in college, but be confident in what you want to do. Um, people pick up on your vibes. So make sure you're putting out great, good vibes out in the world and, you know, people pick up on that and, um, you know, you can, you can accomplish anything that you want. Um, I look at me, I didn't think I would be here and, um, you know, keep working hard for, for anything that you want to do. I love it. Well, Chrissy, thank you again. Um, you know, with everything that I have for coming on, I appreciate you reaching out, you know, to about just so we could connect, you know, and continue to build that relationship, you know, which is so fun, but I'm, I'm beyond excited to see what you have in your future. Cause I know you're going to do great things. So thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. And I'm super, super proud of all that you've done. And this podcast is amazing. So keep doing great things.